Nora Speaks is a weekly podcast that tugs at the soul and consciousness of the Black community. With show topics such as youth empowerment, education, women's impact, and civic engagement, Nora Speaks challenges the listener to not only join the movement, but be the movement. On the show, you'll learn from insightful guests who have demonstrated capacity in these fields and more, and I'm your host, Nora Muhammad. Welcome to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Nora Speaks podcast, and I am your host, Nora Muhammad, and I'm very excited to be joined by a very wonderful woman who's doing great work in the South Jersey community, and that is Wendy Tabor. Welcome to the program, Wendy. Thanks for having me, Nora. Good yeah, morning. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I, I appreciate you, Wendy, and, and hanging mm-hmm. in there with me, working through some technical yes. difficulties. I always want to make sure that I can produce the best product uh, for Nora Speaks listeners, and I appreciate your patience mm-hmm. as we work through that. Uh, Wendy, you are the president of the tri-county section of the national coalition of negro women you're Mm -hmm. a uh, you're a nurse yes uh, a sister Mm -hmm. and i was very fortunate to meet you through camden's former mayor dana red when we came together for a wonderful volunteer opportunity in the city so it's it's wonderful to have you to the program we have a lot to talk about yes thanks yeah, so Wendy, um, I want to ask you about the National Coalition of Negro Women and that wonderful service organization. But before we get into that, I want the audience to know about you. Um, well, as you said earlier, I'm a, a nurse by trade. I um, I am, I love community service. Community service and helping people is just something that is ingrained in my heart. Um, I grew up um, with my mom taking me with her as she went around to nursing homes and visiting the sick, reading to them, um, helping people, um, helping who she could, however she could. Um, so I, I just feel as though that um, that is just something that's a part of me. I don't do it for accolades. I don't do it for praise. I do it because um, I do it because I, I help people. And that's just that's just what I can say about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I, um, you know, I have two, I have two children. Um, my mom, um, is, um, my son's biggest cheerleader cause he was born with a disability. Um, so I, I, I consider myself blessed because the Lord only gives you things that you can handle. And he chose, he saw fit that I was able to be able to take care of, um, my son. And mm. so um, I consider that a huge blessing and also consider my daughter a huge blessing as well. So they're both blessings to me. Wonderful. You know, you talked about listening to you talk about going with your mother as she supported mm-hmm. and served other people. I recall being very little and going with my aunt who happened to be a nurse mm-hmm. and, you know, going with her on weekends and she would you know, take care of uh, her father, my great grandfather, you know, a friend, mm-hmm. who, you know, was a, a, a double amputee and, you know, oh. just helping, ke- ke- you know, clean his house and, and, uh-huh. and make some meals and have him set for the week or, uh-huh. uh, you know, just going around my, my great grandpa, you know, he elderly himself, he would say, I'm going out to help the old folks, you know, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, so um, I too come from that background of just serving others and seeing, um, 
that it's something that you do because others need it. It's not, you know, like you said, it's not because you want to pat on the back or, or a reward. Really, you know, virtue is its own reward. Service yes. is, has its own mm-hmm. rewards and it's, it's, uh, it's natural. It's, it's yes. a very natural thing mm-hmm. for me. And it sounds the same for you. Yes. And I, I try to, you know, sometimes you, you feel like um, at times I do, I won't say feel overwhelmed, but, I, you know, maybe doing just, just a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't ever, I never consider it too much. And I also try to go out once a month on my own because I, I am, um, uh, I've had a catering business. So I also try to cook and try to make sure I feed because, you know, food is important. It, it helps you grow, um, you know, the right food helps mm-hmm. you grow, helps you be sharp, helps you stay healthy. So, um, you know, me and a couple other women from time to time like to go out and provide meals. So, you know, I just, that's the type of stuff I just absolutely love, Nora. I could probably talk about it all day. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I, I told you before that my grandmother, was a caterer and I grew up watching you know grew up just kind of being in the corner watching her you know can I peel the potatoes or Uh you know just little small things she she let me do and that is such heavy lifting because you know you know Uh catering and serving food and all of the the work that happens on the front end folks just don't know they have no idea (laughs) the the planning and the preparation and the forethought that goes into the final outcome Uh yeah absolutely yeah, it's a wonderful thing. So yeah, so so you just told us a lot about yourself there, right? Your healthcare yes. provider, you've mm-hmm. grown up in service, and you're a caterer. That that's really yes. amazing. Mm-hmm. And so you also operate in a leadership capacity through the organization and and through your your career. So mm-hmm. you're a leader, and where does that leadership come from? Was it something? that was always a part of you? Is it something that you've grown into in womanhood? Uh, or is it something that you didn't necessarily grow into, but you were thrown into it and you had to kind of find your footing? Well, um, I, I want to say that um, I'm going to say that I took the path of growing into it. Um, over time, as a young girl, my mom always provided opportunities for me to learn and sometimes that made me be the youngest in the room the only of my color in my in the room important experiences and um probably at sometimes the most experienced or when I say experienced meaning more the most rounded based, you know, trying to give off or share my knowledge with someone. So, um, you know, I, I played basketball in school, um, forward guard positions, you know, that, that pro- provides you some leadership because in basketball, you have to communicate with each other. Um, that's, that's where you learn to communicate and sports is uh, an excellent, um, outlet to learn how to communicate. I'm not going to say that you're going to be the best communicator, but it's going to start there. Um, I was a Girl Scout for a very long time. And my mom, um, you know, we, I, I was somewhat competitive in my, my younger age that I needed to win. Mm. And so I needed to, you know, make sure that I did, did my part 
and maybe a little bit more. So therefore she made me walk door to door selling Girl Scout cookies. I remember one year I, I sold a thousand boxes of Girl Scout cookies. And that was back when they were a dollar 75 box. Um, so we, we, and that was all from door to door. Yeah. And you weren't so, on social media. Uh, promoting. Yeah, there was no social media. <laughs> and you know, I, I'm, I'm an only child and people would say, Oh, you're spoiled. I'm like, absolutely not. Cause I remember I wanted a pair of tap shoes. I went, I did tap, um, as a young age too. They, there was no, oh, I'm going to go out to the store and buy these shoes for you. It was the conversation of how are you going to earn them? Mm -hmm. So how I earned the money for these tap shoes was to collect aluminum cans. Mm -hmm. My dad took me to the dumpsters and we collected aluminum cans for me to get $20 to buy these tap shoes. So therefore earning it means you take care of it and that's you right. value, it, value it more. And so that's a le very hard lesson, I think, nowadays to, to try to teach this era because we're in this fast, fast world of, okay, well, I need to get it for you so I can move back onto my next task. Mm. So that's just something that we need to get back into training our young people how to appreciate and earn, earn and appreciate. Wow, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. and, and you're absolutely right. Yes. You know, so many folks say, yeah, well, I remember back when I was younger, it wasn't that way, right? Well, mm -hmm. did you parent like your parents parented you? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> we, can't exactly blame, right. we can't blame the young people for what they're lacking if we didn't take the time to put That's it into exactly them. exactly right. Yeah, we own that. Somewhere. We own yeah. that. That's right. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. So, uh, Wendy, we mentioned that you're a healthcare provider. Mm -hmm. And right now we're recording this conversation in the midst of an ongoing pandemic with yes. COVID-19. Uh, making so many people ill. And unfortunately, we're losing a lot of people. And so I want to ask you about uh, COVID-19 and the vaccine in particular. Uh, mm -hmm. But I do want to take a moment to pause and tell the audience that this portion of the conversation does not constitute as medical advice, that everyone should consult with their own personal positions mm -hmm. in determining what is best for them. And so Wendy, being a healthcare provider puts you mm -hmm. at a greater risk than the general population. Um, yes. for, you know, contracting the virus. And I'm sure you've seen quite a bit in healthcare settings and how mm -hmm. this is impacting people. So what do you want to say or contribute in, any thoughts that you want to give us? Um, well, you know, I, the number one question I get asked a lot is, did I um, receive the vaccine? Um, my answer um, now is that I can say I, I did receive the vaccine. I received the Moderna vaccine. Um, I have just received my second dose um, on Thursday, and um, I'm actually going to be taking my mom today for her first dose. Mm. I um, was offered the vaccine. It was not mandatory. So um, it, it was not mandated that all people at the hospital working needed to take it because people were um, skeptical. Mm. Um, what I do ask is that people... Um, be an educated consumer and by what i mean by that is that you need to do your research on the vaccine so that you can answer um your get the answers to your questions or even um kind of get the answers to relieve some of the anxiety that you may have the reason why well why did i get the vaccine well i felt as though that the risk of me getting contracting covid-19 was 
far more riskier and higher than the side effects of the vaccine. And that was my reason. And I, I live with um, my mom who has multiple comorbidities that would, wouldn't allow her to possibly survive if she was to contract the virus. And I, I said to myself, if I became an asymptomatic carrier and I was to give it to her um, and she wouldn't make it, I, I just, that was just something I couldn't, mm -hmm. I couldn't handle. So I needed to do everything in my power that I could to pr protect those that are around me. Um, so I just think that people that have a lot of comorbidities, high blood pressure, you know, heart disease, um, any compromising um, um, illnesses just need to consult with their physician and just have a really heart to heart talk with them and, and, and read from the CDC website and put those things together to make an informed decision about um, receiving the vaccine. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And as you said, you know, your factors were, are, you know, were very personal. Yes. Um, and everyone must take into consideration their personal circumstances. Exactly. Determining whether or not they should uh, take the vaccine. And I'm glad that you shared that um, because we all come at it from a different perspective and from, Correct. you know, different experiences. So thank mm -hmm. you for sharing that. And so you said you got the second dose on Thursday and we're recording this on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've been told or it's been said that the second dose has a greater side effects. And I don't I'm not sure if that was for the Pfizer or the Moderna, mm -hmm. um, but you you're doing pretty well. I'm looking at you yeah. and. Yes, and I have right and yes, and I can't say that um I I haven't had any um any other than a sore arm and you get a sore arm with any muscle shot so right um I I don't know if I can even say that's that is related because any muscle shot that you receive your arm is going to be sore mm -hmm. I haven't had a, there's no swelling no itching there's no no fever no no nausea and vomiting none of that so that's just me. And, you know, I, that's only, I can only speak from my own personal experience. Right. And um, once uh, folks are administered the vaccine, they're to um, wait at least 15 minutes before leaving so that they can be observed in case they do have some adverse reaction from the that's vaccine. That's exactly right. There's usually, there's physicians on site in a crash cart on site where I was that um, they give you a time and they let you know when you could be released. And so they stay there and monitor you. And then they're there in case there's some, a reason that you have gotten sick, there's somebody there that can help, help you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right. So as we're transitioning on and um, you told us about your background and what makes uh -huh. you you know, the, the pot that you uh, grew up in, so to speak, that, that yes. you know, produced you and made you so special. Mm -hmm. And now uh, we have the fortune of you leading the Tri-County section of the National Coalition of Negro Women. So explain to the audience uh, what this organization is about and what your section does in particular. Okay. Um, NCNW um, um, is 100 years old. It was founded by Mary McLeod Bethune. Um, and it was founded during the time where women were fighting for their rights um, to vote, their right to 
to do different things, the right to be in the military. There were several, there was a very trying time. What I, I never forget, there was a presentation that was given at National. Now, I failed to mention that um, NC, NCNW is the only building on Capitol Hill that's owned by African-American women. Hmm. Mary McLeod Bethune, um, in order to start an organization in those times, you had to have at least, um, I think it was five to 10,000 members. She came with over that, over 10,000 women to support her and to push her to greatness. Um, she, she fought for um, women to be in the military. There was a heavy push for women to be able to vote. So all of those things are substantial. So NCNW today, um, our mission still remains that we help um, conquer and attack issues that affect African-American women and their communities, regardless of religion, mm -hmm. regardless of political views, regardless of um, socioeconomic status. We're there to pull our sisters up. It's a big sisterhood. And that brings me to the Tri-County section. Um, I recently moved, I moved back to New Jersey in 2015, just because I needed better services for, for my son. And I was in Virginia for 10 years prior to that. So I became a member of NCNW um, through the Fredericksburg Stafford section. And um, I was asked to um, come in as a member and very shortly became, or was entered onto their executive board. So um, as in saying that, I just love the fact that that's all we did is we served the community. Service equals the community around you. So our section, Tri-County services, Burlington, Camden, and Gloucester counties. When I say service, that means that any type of community service act that we do, we service within those three counties. Mm -hmm. So we just recently for the holidays, um, you know, for Thanksgiving, we fed 14 families. We gave 14 food baskets out um, for Christmas. Um, we did a huge toy drive where we collected 189 toys for um, 80, 80, 86 children. Um, and so we just did some awesome things around the holidays. Um, it's a little challenging now that we can't have face-to-face -face meetings, I said, but we try to figure some, thing, some things out. Um, we are planning on having a Black History program for the month of February. Um, we did have a Founders Day program, and we're working on um, instituting our first scholarship program that would help um, give um, young men or young women um, a scholarship um, for the upcoming 21-22 school year. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of exciting things going on. You definitely do. And the uh, one thing that attracts me to the organization is that it is service-based. Mm -hmm. um, and if you if a person is looking to get involved in the community and, and give in some kind of way, and uh, you want to do it with a coalition, this is a great organization to be a part of. And it's a great organization to support. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I, I wanted to say that um, there historically, in um, NCNW sections have been up in the northern New Jersey area. 
And so when I came back to New Jersey, I was like, you know, I can't travel back and forth up north from Jersey, North Jersey, you know, to do service. I could there's service to be done right here in my own community. So um I actually got a group of women together. Um, we needed 35 members and I chartered the first section here in the South Jersey area. So that is the mm -hmm. Tri-County section. So um, hopefully that we can build that section to stay viable um, for many, many years to come. Right, that's wonderful. And I know, you know, the, the um, NCNW is to support Black women, their families and their communities. And that so, is correct. And so, you know, there are men as well, even though it's a National Coalition of Negro Women, yes, there are yes. men that support this organization as well. Yes, yeah, so men um, can be associate members to any section. And what that does is that it just shows that the men are supporting the women of the section. They don't have any voting rights, I said, but we always need a hand with, um, with um, um, always need a hand at some type of an event or maybe even get the input of a male's perspective on something that we may be doing. Um, so there we don't, although it is a women's organization, we do have male members. Right. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So um, I know, as you said, you know, a key factor uh, to staying viable is membership. Mm -hmm. So are you currently having a membership drive and how can uh, folks learn more about NCNW? Um, yeah, so we try to have um, a membership drive or something that we, anytime we have an event, and especially in our new our new Zoom world and our new virtual world, um, we always let our members know that, you know, invite a friend. Um, and, you know, sometimes people doing service work is hard work. Yeah. And sometimes people, um, you know, want to be a part of something that they want to be able to contribute to. Um, this is a perfect organization where your voice is heard, your ideas are implemented, um, and we we are change agents. We want to be a change in the community. Mm -hmm. um, so if anybody is interested, they would just um, email me, um, ncnwtricounty at gmail.com um, for information. I forward them information and we can have a talk. Mm -hmm. Great. And you're also, they can find you on Instagram and Facebook. Yes. At NCNW Tri-County. Okay. Both and, Instagram and um, Facebook. And what I'll do is, uh, Wendy, I'll include links for your contacts okay. in the show notes so okay. that anyone who's interested can, after listening to this conversation, can consult the show notes for that contact information so that awesome. they can reach out to you, but also take a look at some of the service projects that uh, that the organization is doing. Mm -hmm. And in thinking about the counties that you're serving here in South Jersey, there are counties that have great need. There are yes. pockets within um, those counties that, you know, have significant need. Uh, and thinking about the impact of this pandemic on families, on children, on schools, on communities, you know, it's a it's a very important time for organizations like this to use their membership, to use the resources of multiple folks coming together to serve those areas of the community where there is this need. That's exactly right. You're exactly right. Yeah. So mm -hmm. Wendy, um, you've been a part of the organization for quite some time. Is there, you know, whether we're talking about the Tri-County section in South Jersey 
or in Virginia, or is there a particular project that you've worked on that you're particularly proud of that you want to share with the audience? Um, well, I think that um, one particular project that I am, I can say that not only me, but our section is proud of is our Harambe recognition um, program. So Harambe means um, to pull together. Um, it is a Kenyan word that they typically um, recognize people in the village who have done things for the village. So at our Harambe, we take, we reach out to the women of the community who are doing good things in the community and then we honor them at our bank, at a um, banquet event. We've had so far three Harambe's mm. and um, they have been absolutely phenomenal. Um, we weren't able to, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm mistaken. We had two Harambe's and our third one was supposed to be this past year, but due to COVID, we could not, that did not take place. So what we need, what we will be trying to look at is trying to um, have one for this upcoming um, September. Wonderful. And so with that Harambe, um, we had to, um, how can I put it? We had to seek out in the community and not those people that are blurring, but we pulled people out that people may not have known about. Mm, and this show and highlight some of the excellent things that they're doing. Um, our past Harambe, we highlighted some youth and we highlighted a male. So it was not just women. We find we find we found a male that was doing all, a lot of great things in the community. So I am really proud of that program because it just shows not only are we a community-based organization, but we support everybody else that's doing wonderful things in the community as well. Mm. Yeah, I really like that point about highlighting folks that, uh, you know, some some people serve a great deal, but they do it from the shadows, right? So it's really nice to be able to um, bring those folks into the spotlight and, and say, thank you. Thank you yes. for, for what you've done. And I, Wendy, I know this means a lot to you. Um, mm -hmm. I, in the first time that you and I actually had a conversation, I remember it just, if to me, it just felt so vibrant because I felt like we were riding the same wavelength, if you will, you know, um, in our backgrounds, in our um, enjoyment and service and um, just uh, feeling good about making sure we're supporting the needs of others at, at, no, uh, at, at, at no expectation of a reward for self. So I, I just... Um, I, your, your energy and your spirit for that, it really resonates. <clears throat> it resonated then and it resonates now. And I want to thank you for the efforts that you take. And I know to, to operate in a leadership capacity, um, you do it through your career. You've done it, you know, in the community, you know, through entrepreneurship and certainly even with this organization, I know to be a leader, it's a lot, it's a lot of effort. Um, uh, some people can say it's like herding cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, because, you yeah, know, folks, yeah. yeah, folks are, you know, they're living their lives and, you know, folks have a lot of things going on, but to keep the organization sustained and to keep the organization um, effectively meeting its objectives, then, you know, we, we got to 
keep it operating. And so to to operate in leadership is a great sacrifice. And I want to thank you for everything that you do in contributing to the community, to our community, and uh, for being such a, a beautiful sister with the heart to serve. You thank you very much, Nora. Very nice of you. I appreciate it. Sure. It is um you're you're everything you said is exactly right. And um it is a breath of fresh air when I do meet somebody like yourself who is all into serving our service work as well. Um and so I just um absolutely appreciate and honor the relationship that we have. Sure. And, 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 and it will continue to grow. And yes. before I let you go um, earlier, just kind of a, it, it came out in our conversation mm-hmm. that you also develop body products. Now, I now, wait, now, wait a minute, Wendy, let's, let's take a step backwards. Yeah. Let's take a step backwards, <laughs> right? Um, you're a Girl Scout, you mm-hmm. played basketball, mm-hmm. um, your, your, your mother dragged you around and, and brought you into every room that she came in. Yes. You're an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, having your own uh, business mm-hmm. twice, right? Yes, a couple businesses yes. you had. Well, yeah, actually, more than that, I actually also owned a home phlebotomy business where I covered uh, actually three three states, and um, you know that was just a bridge for me to get into nursing. So, mm-hmm. you know, it just feels like that sometimes that you know you can always say that you know you're good at it, so why not uh, make that monopolized for you? Yes. And so I've, I've done that. And then I've moved on to my next project. And, and now uh, you're leading the NCNW and now you have this most recent project yeah. that you're working on. It, this is really incredible. So talk, talk to the audience about that. So I, um, I have really um, taken wearing a mask mm. all the time. Now, mind you, I am an OR nurse, so I wear a mask for most of my work day but it was not to the magnitude of having to wear it all day, everywhere you go at all times. So um, during the winter months and the summer months, I just felt like your face may have get a little excruciated or a little irritated. And um, now is the time that we don't have to plaster. You know, some of us may, I won't say plaster, We'll put makeup on. To Wendy, some some of us plaster. Yeah, well, yeah, I was trying to be nice. That's right. So must plaster. And I figured that now is the opportunity yeah. that you can really kind of condition your skin mm. while you're wearing this mask so that you wouldn't have to go to that point. And then it's just a way to learn how to moisturize and to keep up with um, keeping your skin healthy because that's important. Um, so in doing that, um, I figured I'd let me see if I could whip up something that would um, kind of help by researching essential oils mm-hmm. and researching the type of butters that are um, perfect for moisturizing and even toning your skin. And so in saying that, um, with love was born. Mm-hmm. And so with love means that I take the opportunity, the time, the effort and my heart into making sure that the product is going to work and that it is something that benefits you. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, um, you know, I, I, you know, thinking about everything that you're doing, you know, a a Wayans uh, skit kind of comes to mind, like in living color, like you've got all these jobs. Yes. Yes, so you got all these jobs, man. Yes, yes. And then you take the hat, take the hat off, and take it, take it on, put a chef jacket on, and exactly. 
something else. Yeah. You, yeah. You take that off. You got your scrubs and your yes. OR mask on. Uh-huh, you just pop <laughs> it off like, you know, like one snap. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. So are they ready? Is it, are your products ready for market or are you um, I have a development? Few, few, few products ready for mark, market. I did um, kind of mix up a whole bunch last weekend. Um, so they are ready. What I haven't done is introduced it to social media because that would mm. be the first first spot for that to be. So right now I've, I've given some samples to people and they've like, oh, I need a big tub. That's <laughs> it's fabulous. And so um, right now people are just reaching out to me via email. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yes. So uh, we'll make sure that uh, I get mine. <laughs> yes yes you know I'm, I'm putting my uh my throwing my hat in there to yes I, and I love I love uh natural products mm-hmm. um and there are a few sisters that I you know support on an ongoing basis okay. where you know I buy my hair and uh body products from and uh-huh. so I look forward to sampling yours and then becoming a regular customer once yours are in regular rotation yes Awesome. Thank you. Wonderful. Wonderful. So Wendy, is your daughter much like you? I mean, I, I hear all of this activity. I, well, I don't know the age of your daughter. My daughter's 17. Okay. And, and your son is, is younger. And my son, son is 12. Yeah. Oh, he's 12. He's not, he's not that young. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, not my yet. daughter plays basketball. I said, but you know, I try to push her. She's very, very shy. So she's probably the exact opposite of me. Um, she was in Girl Scouts and she is a, she is a worker bee. Mm. So she is the person that will be there to support you 100%, but she won't be the one that will, well, right now she won't be the one that is leading the pack. I said, but she'll be right there helping and asking what can she do to help. Um, and that, that is just as, just as important as anybody that has ever led is for somebody to be behind you, supporting you, um, is just as important. You're absolutely right. She is, um, she is, I see her, um, she loves computers. She wants to go to school to computer science because she's a, she's an artist. She can draw. She is very crafty. So the part that she has, what she has gotten from me for my genes is her craftiness, mm. her, um, um, her drawing, her, her creativeness. That's what she has, um, gotten for me. And so who's to say that from her watching me over the years, that she doesn't turn into somebody that grows into a leader. I said, but right now she's not, um, she is of very observant. So I know she's soaking everything and mm. like most children do. And, um, but she wants to go into computers. And right now she's very, um, when she puts her mind to doing something, she, she lays it out. She'll come to you with this plan of how she's going to get this done. This is her idea. This is her plan. This is how she wants to implement it, which is very good. So right now, um, you know, I was talking about the college applications because, you know, time gets away from you. And when I asked her about it, I was kind of worried because it was late. She's like, mom, I've already taken care of that. I've already applied to seven of my top wow. colleges. She had already done it and already had um, solicited her, her dad for her, her money for her application fees. It was all done. Her essay was done. I was actually impressed. That is impressive. Yes. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, well, let me tell you, and, and you can tell her that, uh-huh. um, 
two things I'll say. One, okay. I grew up very, very extremely shy. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people are shocked to hear that. Um, I was uh, very afraid of public speaking. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting what experience can do to you, how yes, it can transform yes. you. You know, we think that we're one thing, but our life's experiences and in general, that need to serve others, it can bring us out of the shell that we're in. Um, so, you know, now people think uh, there's no way that you were ever afraid to speak. And that's absolutely not true. That's one thing. And then the other thing I'll say, um, she, she sounds like she's a quiet observer. She's a worker bee, as you describe. And I have found in my experience that it's often those people who need the microphone. They've sat back, they've watched quietly. They're looking for nothing for themselves, you know, and um, they're the people that often have some of the most profound contributions are those individuals. So when I'm uh, seeing folks who don't like to talk and, you know, who have a lot of integrity in what they do and they don't want the spotlight, they don't want credit. A lot of times they're the folks that I do want to bring to the microphone. And, and as you, even with NTNW, you know, to highlight them because maybe they're working from the shadows, maybe they're not the big name in town, but they have a meaningful contribution. And not only do they need to be recognized for that, but others need to recognize that just because someone is quiet or, or a little reticent, you know, to be in the spotlight, um, that doesn't mean that they have a meaningful impact. And we can learn a lot from the quietness. You know, we can learn a lot from that reservation. And so I anticipate as this young lady is your daughter, um, she's in her cocoon and she's in the incubator. You know, she's in the pots cooking just like you were. <laughs> and, and that uh, our community and our world is really going to benefit from this dynamic young lady that you have blessed us all with. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wendy, That's a great analogy. I appreciate that. I will share that with her. Please do. Please do. Yes. Wendy, this has been a wonderful, wonderful con- uh, conversation. I- I'm so grateful that you joined me. Um, I- I'll tell you, when I spoke with you initially, uh, gosh, it seems like it was just yesterday, but it was, know. you know, <laughs> many yeah. months ago. You yeah. know, I just thought, wow, this this sister has a beautiful spirit. She has a beautiful energy. She's so genuine and sincere. I, you know, I wanted, I wanted to bring you to the podcast just from our mm-hmm. initial conversation. And I'm grateful for everything that you've shared because my goal is, as Nora Speaks podcast, intends to tug on the soul and consciousness of the Black community. And you're doing that through the work that you do in healthcare. You're doing that um, through the work that you do through the NTNW. Uh, and you're doing that just with the, the folks that you impact every day. And I'm eager for listeners to hear from you during Women's History Month. Uh, mm-hmm. And as I'm highlighting women who are doing uh, impactful things, and, and I'm grateful right. that you have joined me in this episode of the Nora Speaks podcast. Nice. Well, thank you very much, Nora, for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Nora Speaks podcast. Be on the lookout for a new episode coming at you fresh next week. And as always, if you want to learn more about me and the work that I do, visit my website. NoraMohammed.com. Or if you have a listener question, email me at info at NoraSpeaks.com. You can also follow the Nora Speaks podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Nora Speaks Podcast. I'll be sure to include links in the show notes.
If this show has value to you, please subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with family and friends. And be sure to check out previous episodes. And remember, don't just join the movement, be the movement. Stay in peace.